running through the desert with water, listening to Metallica, and we take the church sign quiz. See how we do on this episode of Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said to me, he said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism. And it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunch. So, uh, if you guys would put the mega, mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> Keep uh, preaching the word, pastors. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. It's a bit like Choose Your Own Adventure, this show of Table Talk Radio, because the hosts yeah. don't even know what we're doing. But we're going to figure it out. Don't you worry. There is it's been obvious from the beginning that we minutes. don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we've, we've got at least 48 minutes to figure out what we're going to be doing today. So uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, how are you doing, Pastor Wolf? There? Fine. How are you? Uh, doing good. Doing some. Uh, I, I do have one thing. We had a uh, listener, our, I think, 15th listener, email in some church sign trivia. This is really what's going to uh, separate the boys from the men. You know who knows their yes. church signs. So this is how it works: a, a a church sign has a word blocked out, and you have to guess what word is missing from the church sign. I don't think you're gonna have any trouble with this myself, but oh, I um, see. So um, it's like a it's like a quiz game from the church signs. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's got to figure out what fill in the pun basically. Church, church sign trivia. That's what it is. So we'll be doing that. But let's do some buzzwords first. You have a buzzword? All right. My buzzword for you is judge. I'm thinking about the judges in the Old Testament because it's this weird era, uh, probably between the death of Joshua and the uh, beginning of the the kingship of Saul. Uh, I got to probably look up those dates. I'll give them to you later. Uh, but in the meantime, in that like 400 and something years, the Lord is pleased to rule over His people with these judges, and and so the Book of Judges goes through this. That he'll, God will raise up, you know, give uh, the the famous ones are Samson and Gideon, uh, but there's what 13, 14, 15 judges, Deborah and all these guys, and they and they raise the spirit of the Lord comes on them, and they and they go and they destroy the Philistines, and they just wreck house, and they rule over the people, and then they die, and then the people go back to following their own way, and then the Lord will raise up another judge. It's really this crazy sort of time in this middle history of Israel. So see if you can get that in there, judge. All right, I'll see if I can. My Theological buzzword for you is death. I'm talking about death tonight. We have a Ash, we're not an Ash Wednesday, a Lenten service tonight, uh, and we're talking about death. And death is the separation of the body from the soul. So when a person dies, their body goes into the ground and uh, awaits the resurrection, and their soul can go one of two places: either to be present with Jesus. Or to, uh, I guess, the prison of spirits um, that awaits the resurrection as well. And upon the resurrection, then soul and body are reunited. And those who uh, have faith in Christ are ushered into the new heaven and the new earth. And those who lack faith in Christ 
uh, go to eternal uh, torment, uh, what we know as hell. So death is the separation between body and soul. There you go. All right, let's do a little church sign trivia. So here's how it works. Do I need to be look? I should not be looking. You should not be looking. I'll, I'll take care of this for closed. you. Don't worry. So okay. there are 20 to do, and your time limit is five minutes. So uh, if you want to pass and come back to it, you can, but you only have five minutes to do this. Okay, are you ready? Oh, man, i got to move fast. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, from Good Shepherd United Methodist Church, Experts made the Titanic. Amateurs made the blank. Ark. Indeed. Okay. Uh, what happens in blank is forgiven here. Los Angeles. Uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Vegas is correct. Yeah. Uh, whoever is praying for rain can blank. Stop. <laughs> It sounds like you've heard these ones before. No, uh, I'm just good. I'm like a magnificent <laughs> church sign Time's ticking. sleuth. All right, United okay, Methodist sorry. Church. Walmart isn't the only blank place. Uh, welcoming. <laughs> no. Whoa, what? That's uh, not it. You you're try not going to give it to Yeah, Walmart is not the only uh, cheap. <laughs> Nope. That I don't know. What is it? You want me to pass? We'll pass. Yeah, pass. Come back to it. All right. Um, uh, Redeemer Lutheran Church. Staying in bed screaming, oh, blank, does not constitute going to church. Oh, Lord. No. Oh, oh it gave God. it to you. God. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Boy, this criteria is sure generous here. All right. Oh, it's not loading, but not the timer. Loading. Oh, come on. <laughs> This is like a handicap penalty just for being you. Okay, Lighthouse This is an actual game? Yeah. Uh, Life is cray-cray. Jesus is the... Z-Y. Jesus is the... Life is cray-cray. Jesus is the... Oh, skip. I don't know that one. Oh, my goodness. I can't think of it. You're a lousy church pun. Yes. Uh, Do not blank your wife's judgment. See who she married. Question. You, uh, oh, it gave it to you. It's actually criticized, but it gave you a question. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, okay. next one's loading here. It'd be, nice. This would be easier for you if I had faster internet. Okay, a Northridge it Baptist Church. God help me to be the blank my dog thinks I am. Man. Person. Okay. Yep, person. Okay. You have two minutes and 40 seconds left. Concordia Lutheran Church. Oh, no. Oh, uh, hipster blank. G, uh, sorry. Hipster blank loved you before you were cool. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. Good job. All right. Two minutes what and 20. This I wonder if this is fun for the listeners. It's fun for me. but I don't Of know. course it is. Okay. United Methodist Church. They're just Church. dazzled at our, at our pun success here. <laughs> to blank to change sign. Message inside. Too lazy. <laughs> busy. Nope, nope, not lazy. Not uh, busy? Not busy. Too too orthodox? <laughs> nope. <laughs> too Lutheran? Nope. Change sign. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> All right. Uh, Santa Claus never blank for anyone. Uh, compromised. 
I don't even understand that one. Santa Claus never did this for anybody. Never uh, died. That's, That's what it, it. is. <laughs> Good job. All right. I wish Blank had swatted those two mosquitoes. Adam. Noah. Yeah. Noah. I did Moses, and that didn't work for some reason. Moses. <laughs> I Moses loved mosquitoes. I blank this church, signed Satan. Hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from so ELCA Church. Stop, drop, and blank doesn't work in hell. Roll. Mm-hmm. Huh. I didn't think they believed in hell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if history blank... orthodox. If history blank itself, I'm so getting a dinosaur. Repeats. <laughs> I'm not sure what that's that has cool to do one. with the church side, but... Uh, I know. That's right. why I like it. All right. <laughs> Compared to blank, Voldemort is a kitten. The devil. Satan. Satan. You got it. Uh, what is blank from C-H-C-H? You are. You are. So what is blank? <laughs> oh, yeah. Missing. Sorry. <laughs> All right. We're down to 16 seconds. Keep using my name in blank and I'll rush, make rush hour longer. Sign God. Vain. Vain. Uh-huh. Uh, God expects spiritual fruit, not religious Nuts. <laughs> That's my favorite one, too. Uh, forbidden blank creates mini jams. Oh, Fruit. you're out of time. <laughs> Boom. Right. You got 80% correct, so good job, I guess. Hey, uh, thank you. Let's see, which ones were you missing? Um, oh, too cold to change the sign message inside. Oh. Um, life is it, was cray. Was there a bunch of snow around that one? No. That would have been helpful. Life is cray-cray. Jesus is the way-way, is what you didn't get. Oh, for heaven's sakes. That's... Uh, Walmart isn't the only saving place. Uh-huh. I got to say, you got some work to do on your church signs, Pastor Wolf Mueller. Apparently. <laughs> what's apparently. the what's the church sign at Hope Lutheran or Aurora say currently? It says, Pastor Flammy, still. I think I'll probably fix that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's a little outdated. <laughs> Too cold to change the sign. Patrick Flammy's in New Mexico. <laughs> Just refer him over to, to Roswell. That's right. That's right. I wouldn't get that guy on the uh, air. I, I mean, just because he's no longer in-house doesn't mean he can't make appearances on the radio anymore. I know. We should. Okay. I think you're right. We should. All right. Uh, do you have anything to say about church signs in the last minute here? I think uh you know this is a this is one of the fun things that we do is looking at the church signs and what's up there um it it is a weird sort of thing though I mean uh, we are apparently not against the use of humor so that's fine it's not that's not the place to, the, to be criticized but there is something to, I mean to, to just to simply recognize that um you know the church sign ministry this is not a a ministry we want to be friends uh to people and to bring them into church that way and i mean one of the things that we always say the church signs assume that the reason why people aren't coming to church is because they don't think christians have a sense of humor that is not the reason the reason why people are coming to church is because they're not believers followers of jesus so um it's good to remember that whenever we're goofing around having fun with the church sign indeed and uh it is not in fact a sin to have a sense of humor Although some people think so. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's good to know. Yep. All right. We're going to be doing some preaching to Hollywood in the next segment of Table Talk Radio. So stay tuned.
earplugs not included. You're on Table Talk Radio. I'm convinced that the doctrine of the absolution, the promise of the forgiveness of sins, is the most important and the most neglected doctrine uh, in all of the scriptures. And so we're going to talk about it. We had a conference coming up here at Hope Lutheran Church, April 13th and 14th. Uh, Evan, you're going to be there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Evan's going to be there. The Flammy's going to be here. Pastor Melius is going to be here preaching Kent Peck. Great pastor from uh, across the metro area. I'm going to be giving a paper on the absolution, how the Lutheran Church is the only church with the absolution. Uh, conference starts on Friday night, most of the day on Saturday, April 14th, so it's coming up here pretty quick. You can find all the information on our website, hope-aurora.org slash pages slash live. Don't judge. We're working on a new website. Anyway, hope-aurora.org slash pages slash live or send me an email if you want information we'd love to have you come uh, i published a book just for this conference too so everyone who comes gets their own copy so join us for this uh, first uh, hopefully annual hope lutheran church symposium evan and i the flammy pastor melius pastor peck talking about this crucial topic the absolution see you there Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. You know, I'm, an- I'm anxious to like find out. A few weeks ago, you told us that you were embarking upon the weight loss challenge at uh, Aurora oh, yeah, Fitness man. Club or whatever. Oh, and, uh, that's right. Wanting to know uh, Aurora Crunch It Cruncher. Just crunch how it, the crunchy. just how you're competing against those old ladies. How's that going? Hey, that's pretty good so far. Uh, you know, the thing I need to do though, and Carrie told me that it would be mean, and the guys wouldn't think that it's funny. But I disagree with her on this one. I want to get some Girl Scout cookies and put it out at the at the front desk of the gym and say, for the other dudes in the weight loss challenge, love Brian. Don't you think that'd be cool? I think you should. I think Why I is should that too. mean? So far, so good. I mean, usually, huh? what? usually I'm, I'm a big supporter of the restraint that Carrie imposes upon you, but I think this one is, is legit. I mean, it's okay. I know. She thinks the other the other guys are taking it more serious than I am, and I said more serious than plotting the other guys' downfalls. It seems pretty serious to me. Yeah, I think that is. Pretty it serious. seems like my approach is fairly serious. I think what she meant is the guys are taking it individually serious. Oh. But I, I don't. I see. You know this old joke, right? When the two people, when the lion comes out, like he did with Samson, the judge. Uh, he, the lion comes out there and he tears him to bits with his hands. So when the lion comes out and you and I are sitting there and I start putting on my shoes, you know this old joke and says, you can't outrun the lion. He says, I don't have to outrun the lion. I, don't, I just have to outrun you. <laughs> so uh, the weight loss challenge is not that I actually have to lose a bunch of weight. I just have to lose a little bit more than all the other guys. <laughs> so if I sabotage them. It makes your job easier. That sure. seems like the easier way to victory. You right, know? Right. Trying to lose five pounds is but tough, but I can try to get I'm those guys sure, to gain five pounds. I'm not pounds. sure Girl Scout cookies are the way to go. I mean, I would... I don't know. Like the, the, I'm Cheetos, just say, look, nachos. it's the thin mints, you know. Yeah, thin mints. Thin just mints, think thin. <laughs> These things aren't working. I've been eating thin mints all day. <laughs> that should work. By the way, thanks to Brant in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He says he's our Wells listener. Uh, thank, Whoa. thank you to him for the church sign trivia game. Appreciate that. Uh, all right, now we're gonna go to a little bit of. Preaching to Hollywood, this one comes from Lloyd of uh, Armed Lutheran fame. 
you know the armed Lutheran fella? Uh, he sends uh, this yeah. one oh, over, yeah. over to us. And uh, he has a, a song for us to, uh, to to do for preaching to Hollywood. You'll have to explain that, Pastor Wilf, from there. But he says he has the new Metallica album and found a song on that called Now That We're Dead and thought that would be interesting. Uh, he says, uh, saw an interview with, the, uh, with James uh, Hetfield, the lead singer. Um, he says he has a Jesus tattoo and he's nearly a nearly 50-year-old husband and father. He's also a bit of a libertarian and moved to the Bay Area in California to Colorado because he's tired of all the liberal intolerance. So that's interesting. But we're going to listen a little bit of the song. Do you want to tell us what we're doing with Preaching to Hollywood before I hit play? Yeah, what do we do? We listen to the lyrics and we try to figure out what's being said, number one. What What is this? And then we try to say what what is the state of the conscience of the person who would be singing these lyrics. And not only the person singing them, but the person in whose with whom these uh, lyrics resonate. So we want, we're asking ourselves about that. What, how can we, what is the song revealing to us about the worldview, but more about the individual's life and what's going on? Is it despairing, optimistic, etc.? What is it trying to say? And then if we were talking to someone, say to Metallica, maybe they're going to walk by. They're in Colorado, you say? Yeah. Any, any, and I see them now. But, Metallica guy, maybe he comes to church on Sunday, and we're talking about this song. And you may, hey, well, how do you say Jesus to them? Tattoo. How do you preach to them? How do you, how do you law gospel the conversation, or with someone who's listening to the song? How do you, how do you bring God's law and gospel, the comfort of the gospel, to bear in that situation? That's the idea of the game. All right. Well, let's let's uh, play a little bit of this, and we'll talk about it. Uh, by the way, Pastor, the lyrics are in Trello for you. So, all right, I'll check it out. the song goes pretty interesting i think yeah what do you think we could live forever when when all is pain it may be it's all we've ever known when blame consumes may it be it warms our dying bones when lost has won may it be that you are madly fighting for when kingdom comes may it be we walk right through that open door all sinners a future, all saints, a past. That's different than it was the first time. First time it says, all sinners, a future, all saints, a past. This time is, a, oh, no, no, wait, that's the same. I thought it reversed <laughs> I was like, it. that looks the same to me, but all it's like sinners, it's when you see two pictures and you're trying to figure out the difference. Right. Yeah, and they're the same. All saints, <laughs> a past, beginning, the ending, we turn to ash, now that we're dead, my dear. 
Huh. When was this song written? I didn't know Metallica was doing new stuff. I thought they were from the 80s. <laughs> I didn't either. Uh, I'll find How out. How can you. your voice sing like that for so many years? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, there's some theology going on in this one, though, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, no, I'm I, trying to figure it out, though. What do you? So I don't know. What do you, how do we start? What, what do you? What do you think about? Got to try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I, I want to just kind of figure out this little part that you were talking about. All sinners a future, all saints a past. Uh. I mean, at first I thought it's trying to say that the saints have a past that are not so saintly, but now they can be called saints for some reason. Um, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe maybe just trying to say a saint is someone who has died and so that they have a past. I don't know. What do you, I'm having a hard time getting my finger on this one. Yeah, I don't know. We, we need to... This counts as mystical in form because <laughs> it does not a sentence. All sinners. It does seem like there's a lot of there's there, like that wants to be saying something very profound. All sinners a future. All saints a past. That kind of sweeping couplet, like that. Hmm. What do you think about this last line that says, "Now that we're dead, my dear, now we can live forever." Blessings in Christ, Lloyd Bailey. I can't believe his name is in the song. <laughs> that, that is a weird way. Owner, of editor, to end. armed Lutheran media. Wow. Order, editor, I'm Luton Media. <laughs> That's fascinating. <laughs> I was thinking that same funny thing. When the kingdom comes, that's a, that's from the Lord's Prayer. It says, when kingdom comes, may it be, we walk right through that open door. Now here's that seems like a prayer. Here's something we can we can probably nail down and, and talk about a little bit. It says, you know, when the reaper calls, may it be, that we walk straight and right when doubts return, may it be, uh, the fates shall permeate our skies. So this is saying that, look, uh, the reaper, or in other words, death is going to come, and there's nothing we can do about it. It's just going to come when it comes. But it says, may we walk straight and right when that time comes. So um, this is at least in some way, I think, saying, look, you you got to be walking right when that day comes because if you're still if you're still a, a big Sinner, if you're still messing things up when when the reaper comes, now you're in trouble. At least that's what I think. We know saying. that the, there is a it's it is talking about uh, life after death. Also, it says the, the ending we turn to ash, but mm-hmm. then it says now that we're dead, my dear, we can be together. Now that we're dead, my dear, we can live forever. Hmm. But is this just the kind of general notion of heaven that a lot of people have. Did you, did you find that when you were doing your uh, man-on-the-street camera interviews that there's just this general notion that uh, vaguely good people are going to heaven and really bad people are going to hell? I like how you, a radio guy, say camera with such disdain. Doing your camera <laughs> interviews. Like, I should have been out there with a microphone for podcast stuff, but no, I had a camera Yes, the answer is I did. I mean, this idea we die and then we go to some sort of nice place, that's the idea. That's just, that's a general, the, the general sense. And, and there is no, there there is no uh, resurrection in this song unless that it says blame consumes, may it be that it warms our dying bones. I, I don't think that that is a reference to like the, the dry bones of Ezekiel. I think that's, well, I don't actually know, I don't actually know what that means either. I'd say that I know only about what 
5% of the words in this song means. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe that in of itself will give us something to say after this upcoming break about, uh, hey, when you sing a song, nothing you say is making sense. So that maybe is something worth talking about. Uh, I think it's interesting. Probably the most interesting thing about this email we got from uh, Lloyd from Arm Lutheran is where he says that the lead singer moved from the Bay Area to Colorado. Why? Because he was tired of the liberal intolerance. I'm glad there's Heck no. Yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> there's no liberal intolerance in Colorado. We're like the bastion of <laughs> conservatism over here in Colorado. I suppose. I mean, forget that they were the one of the first states to have legalized marijuana. And did you guys vote in so-called death with dignity? Is that voted in? Yeah, man. Oh, man. That's the problem. Is There's these things that the liberals and the libertarians agree on. Ah, there and it is. Those things just fly through around here. All right. Well, we need to take a break, and we'll be right back. More Table Talk Radio right after this. Stay tuned. For those times when you just want to be alone, this is Table Talk Radio. The daily Bible meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. All right, we're back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, playing a little All right. preaching to Hollywood with Metallica. And Pastor Wolfman is going to tell us everything that this song is all about. Go. I have So there, I would like to take the occasion of this song to uh, pontificate. Is that how to say that word? Mm -hmm. Pontificate? On the phenomenon of death, perhaps even the obsession that we have with death as human beings... I was, someone asked me this morning at breakfast, they said, hey, um, do you have to be a Christian to be uh, a, a man? You know, we were talking about masculinity versus femininity. And I said, well, you I mean, biologically, objectively, you're a man <laughs> just by, based on the thing. But but when it comes to masculinity, in fact, the the, the way the Bible talks about this, and this is not just for, for men, but to, to be to be a, a, a wise person, to be a wise human being is impossible apart from Christ. And one of the reasons is that the only way to be free, truly free from the fear of death, is through Jesus. That's what Hebrews 2 says, that Jesus partook of flesh and blood so that, uh, just like we have flesh and blood, so that through his death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil, and set all those who were in bondage to the fear of death their whole lives to set them free. And so the only way to be free, truly free from the fear of death, is to um, uh, is to know Christ, to know the benefit of what He's done, and uh, that what that now that makes sense to us that we see that the thing that's really driving so much of our cultural thought, of the worldview of people, uh, is it has to do with death. The existentialists had this old category. I can't remember. They called it like on being towards death or something like that. That, that that it's one of the categories that that uh, uh, captivates our imaginations constantly that we, we're going to have to die. Hmm. And it captivates the Christian imagination too, but in a very different way because we know the one who has overcome death and the grave for us already. We know that. So 
So the way that the Christian dies, the way the Christian lives towards death is very different than the way that the unbeliever does. And so you see this song kind of wrestling with it, with, the, with eternal life, with the, with the fear of death coming, when you have doubt or when you have seduction. It says, when we're seduced, may it be that we don't deviate our cause and that sinners um, have a future. I would say, I mean, if I wanted to make this song to be helpful, I would say sinners have a future through Christ. And saints um, rejoice in the things that Christ has done in the past. That's interesting. Uh, I think I would have maybe taken that the other direction, the question that you got at breakfast. And and one of the kind of perspectives that I was taking on that as you were explaining the question was that, you know, um, one of the differences that, that we will make sometimes with the Lutheran understanding of Christianity and the Roman Catholic is that oftentimes the Catholic Church thinks that they have this ownership of marriage. And so if a Catholic wants to marry a non-Catholic, now all of a sudden they you know, can't receive communion or something like that because they're not, they're not employing marriage the way that it's supposed to be employed. And then, then you have this thing that the, the Catholic Church does is that they'll uh, issue an annulment if they view a divorce taking place uh, on the on you know the proper grounds, and so it's really the church that's authorizing you know marriage and stuff. Um, now, certainly, we see that marriage is a divine institution that God gave uh, us marriage, but He didn't give marriage just for Christians. That um, that marriage is a gift, even for an atheist man to marry an atheist woman and have little atheist kids. <laughs> that that there's still a uh, uh, love being shown to a child, uh, regardless of their of their uh, perspective. So I'm wondering now, with what you said, how does that how is that actually seen on the ground level? How does that um, uh, fear of death play itself into masculinity as a say an atheist husband would just be a husband and a father? Uh, yeah. So th- so there is a goodness. So there's a wisdom and a goodness that is accessible to all people apart from Christ. But it's the wisdom of the world, as the Scripture calls it, and the goodness of the world. There's an external righteousness. And so uh, what it looks like probably, uh, generally, externally, is going to be the same. But there's a, there's a spiritual wisdom and uh, a spiritual righteousness that only the Christian has access to. So while so while the the pagan father and the Christian father can both understand justice, and even in some ways both understand mercy, uh, it's only the Christian that can understand forgiveness and atonement uh, and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The only way that the pagan can understand sacrifice is, you know, it's better for one to die than the whole country to die. It's a the only way that mm-hmm. you can understand is by adding up the benefit. It's a cost-benefit sort of thing. But we can understand truly uh, what it means to sacrifice and, and things like that. Uh, we know what it means to suffer uh, quietly and peaceably because Jesus also suffered, giving us an example and so forth. So the pagan can't. The pagan can understand suffering in a stoic sort of way that you stuff that you can't control the things outside of you. You have to suffer them, but you can control the things inside of you. And it might make you stronger, but the Christian can understand suffering, not in the terms of Stoic virtue ethic, but rather in terms of uh, Christ-likeness and, and so forth. Uh, the Christian, uh, the, the, the pagan might understand that there's human dignity, but the Christian understands what that human dignity is, that we have human dignity because we are created in God's image, that Christ was incarnate, that God himself took on our, our human nature, and that we will be resurrected 
the, the, the pagan can't get to those things so that their understanding of human nature is always going to be not as full. And that matters in the way that we treat one another, the way we love one another. It matters even the way we think about one another, the way we put public policy in place and all this other stuff. So there's a, there's a civil righteousness that we share and an and a earthly wisdom that we share even with the pagans. But the Christian has more than that because we have the mind of Christ. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And, and and that's that's in this song you think I mean that's part of what the song's trying to no. express. I was just talking about I was talking about death because the song's about death and but it's, and I'm not sure that that's what's going on in the song. But the song is reminding us that that you, as we go around looking for kind of points of connection with people, that death is one of them. I mean, we're all headed that direction. And so, uh, you know, it's good to be able to, to, to think about that with, with people, I suppose, uh, that they're dying, we're dying, we're all in this boat together, but Jesus has come to rescue us from, mm-hmm. uh, from death and give us life eternal. So, so that the Christian can look at death and say, well, I'm, I might be a little bit afraid of this thing called death, but, but I know uh, that to live is Christ, so to die is gain. And, uh, and, and what looks, what, what is... What I'm waiting for on the other side of death is is my is gain and benefit. I was I was reading this. It talks about how in Revelation 20, those who rule and reign with Christ are those who had their heads cut off. And uh, I was reading an old commentary on it, and it was quoting. It had a bunch of. I wonder if I should find that. It had these quotes about how. It was talking about how uh, Augustine was commending the Maccabees. Oh, I got to read it. Uh, you're going to love this because it talks about how the devil wants to destroy the Christians. But when we when we realize that that our own death is our exaltation to the heavenly throne where we rule and reign with Christ, then then that exalts us. It lifts us up. It gives us joy and it gives us peace in facing our own death because it's a our death is like a promotion. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, right. I'll find I'll find these notes here in a minute. By the way, I'm going to give you 500 Table Talk Radio points for using the buzzword death several times. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um. Good. So I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, know that I have a. Uh, I don't know a way to address this song for preaching to Hollywood. Do you? I mean, uh, other than maybe some of the things that you mentioned, just as talking points. But, but uh, can you get at a thought of the conscience with this song? Oh, yeah. I'm kind of at a loss on this one. Uh, yeah, I, this is it. Are you afraid of death? Mm-hmm. Are you? This is how to get there. Yeah. Are you afraid of death? Because, um, because the way the Bible talks about it, it tells us that everybody apart from Christ is in bondage to the fear of death. So they are afraid of death. They might not even know it. But to but to kind of get to it, this is a, I think this is a helpful uh, question. Uh, and ha- how can you not be afraid of death? That's, that's what the Christian has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, I got. Uh, I'm, I'm almost there. Oh yeah. Okay. So here, the, no, one of the noble army of. I, now I'm reading from Wordsworth commentary on the Greek New Testament on Revelation 20, published in I don't know when did he write this in 1880 or something. One of the noble army of martyrs, a disciple of Saint John, Saint Ignatius, Bishop of Antioch, longing for the death to which he had been condemned, thus speaks to the Christians of Rome where he was about to suffer martyrdom, and he says, quote, "My birthday is now at hand." Let me live. Do not desire me to die. Permit me to be an imitator of the passion of my God. Suffer me to see the pure light of day. 
So the the Christians are trying to rescue Ignatius from martyrdom, and he says, this is my birthday. Let me live. And when he's saying, let me live, he's saying, let them throw me to the lions. Let them burn me at the stake. Let them destroy my life. Let me live. And here's another quote, which is great. St. Augustine, in his in a sermon, he says, was not the mother of the Maccabees a true mother when we when she persuaded her sons to die as martyrs? And the, the mother of the Maccabees said, I persuade them to live when I exhort them to die. Because the martyr's death is the gate to endless life. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So the Christian knows that death is gain. It's to, we, we, so we long to depart and be with Christ, which is, like St. Paul says, which is far better. That's uh, excellent. So that there's nothing that the devil can do to us. We're, we, are, we are, by faith, set free from this fear of death. Hey, you're giving me material for my sermon tonight on Philippians 1. Thank you very much. This All right. Good stuff. You're welcome. All right. We're going to do one more song for preaching to Hollywood on Table Talk Radio. If you have a song that you think we need to discuss, since we're doing such a great job at it, send it to questions at tabletalkradio.org. Questions at tabletalkradio.org, and we'll get to it in about three years. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio. Where the voice crying in the wilderness is the listener. We're going to try something totally new this fall, a missionary visit. We're going to go tour around Spain and see the missionaries that are there. Find out more at wolfmuller.co. Click the travel button. Preaching to Hollywood is the game. It's where you send in some songs for us to take a look at and try to get at a Christian conversation through the lyrics of the song. Molly writes in. She says, I have a suggestion for preaching to Hollywood. Could you do Addict with a Pen by 21 Pilots? Some background on them. They're a pop duo, and they're both Christian. And uh, they've got a fair amount of Christian imagery in their stuff, especially in this song. Uh, so you specialize in dying. You hear me screaming, Father, I'm lying here just crying, so wash me with your water and stuff like that. So thank you, Molly, for submitting it in. And here is Addict with the Pen by 21 Pilots.
Well, that might give us an idea what the song sounds like, and we'll read some more lyrics. I got to say, I know they're doing a lot of effects on this guy's vocals. I don't. I didn't find it particularly pleasing. I don't know about you, think Pastor Wolfner, but I, I kind of like Twenty One Pilots. I mean, I, I, I don't, don't know about this it. song. This but. song, I'm not sure that the the vocal effects were really. Uh, making the song more <laughs> enjoyable, <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, all right, so I try desperately to run through the sand as I hold the water in the palm of my hand because it's all that I have, it's all that I need, and the waves of water mean nothing to me. But I try my best and all that I can. I hold tightly unto what's left in my hand. But no matter how how tightly I strain, the sand will slow me down and the water will drain. I'm just... Uh, I'm just being dramatic. In fact, I'm only at it again. I'm an addict with a pen who's addicted to the wind. And it blows me back and forth, mindless, spineless, and pretend. Of course, I'm, I'll am i be here again. I'll see you tomorrow. And it's the end of today. End of my ways as I walk, uh, as, uh, sorry, as a walking denial. My trial was filled as a crazy suicidal head case. But you specify you specialize in dying. You hear me screaming, "Father, I'm lying here just crying." So wash me with your water. So that's the song "Addicted with a Pen" by Whoa. Twenty One Pilots. Uh, what strikes I you in this one? That, I don't know. I mean, I just wonder if this is calling on baptism. It has the idea of, um, uh, you know, that this kind of old mystical uh, vision. But it's also prophetic between the dry land and the water. Mm-hmm. So you have the sand and the water. You're traveling in the desert of the mind. Uh, I haven't. I, I was a, um, th- this. I haven't found a drop of life. I haven't found a drop of you. So the song itself is a song to life as a person, which I think is the most interesting. So I mean that I've mm-hmm. seen so far. The interesting part of the lyric here. So it's. It seems, I mean, kind of knowing these guys are Christian, knowing that they're trying to do this sort of stuff, it just is, it leaves room for a lot of theology in this. Um, but I don't know what the addiction is to. Addic- addict with a pin, it says, I'm, the addiction here is, I'm as an addict with a pin who's addicted to the wind, as it blows me back and forth, mindless, spineless, and pretend. Of course, I'll be here again to see you tomorrow. I don't know if that's, Life, so I'll see life tomorrow. I'll see my addiction again tomorrow. But I do not know what it means to be addicted to the wind. I mean, this, the biblical language would be maybe of King Solomon, you know, vanity of vanity, all, wind of winds. Everything is wind. I just, the things of this world I love, and I'm trying to get over that. But I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I don't, again, I maybe understand like 4.3% of the words that are in here. Yeah, and uh, I don't know that things are getting uh, songs are getting any more ambiguous, but they certainly are very ambiguous to really even. And, and you know that's always been the case with lyrics, right? I mean that the songwriter oftentimes like to be, I don't know, open for interpretation, I suppose. But uh, the, the, at least the two that we've covered today have been pretty tough to try and nail down. Right, but to to take a, a occasion of these songs. And to try to say something helpful to someone, that might be a different uh, thing. So one of the things that we can talk about is how the Lord, in fact, you know, the prophets will preach this way, that, uh, you know, as we depart from God, he makes our our cities become like dry waste places and a haunt for jackals. A life apart from God is a deserty life. 
and the, but that the Lord has gifts for us in water, the water of life, which is baptism. So that the Lord comes along and he um, and he gives us uh, his mercy and his kindness in the water and the word. And he washes us and he makes us clean. So that there's um there's a way that this song, I think, is a is a bridge to that sort of conversation. You haven't found a drop of water, but but we know where it is. I mean, this is what I say when someone talks about having a baptism. I said, yeah, we got water. Let's do it. Which is what Philip said. What's the Ethiopian say to Philip? There's some water. What's to stop us from being baptized? We got some water around here. Let's go for baptism. Let's go for the water of life, which uh, which is, as Jesus describes, the Holy Spirit living inside the Christian, welling up and overflowing and so forth. Uh, so I, I looked up, you know, the song on songmeanings.com, and a couple come up say several of the 21 pilot songs could have lyrics that could be interpreted as being Christian in nature, but this one is pretty obvious. It's a prayer. He's talking to God, the Father, at the end of another day. And the water is the living water of Christ. There's a lot of cleverly imagery in this clever imagery in this song. Uh, those of us Christians who are struggling to stay in a relationship with Christ, it's very relatable. And the next one says, "This song is a Christian song. The water stands for God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. The sand is the world, or in the Greek, cosmos." Basically, he has Jesus and wants to walk with him and to do his work, but he's trying to be in a world as well. So that's a couple internet users' interpretation of the song. Well, there you go. I mean, what's really interesting is, you know, this is one of the things that we talk about when we talk about the, uh, what's it called, the praise song. Mm-hmm. One of the things as, as, the, as the Christian songwriters, as, as Christians, when we, we want to sing with a degree of certainty, I, this kind of ambiguity and poetic imagery, I suppose it's fine for in general. But when, when it comes to confessing Christ, we want to be able to say, hey, this is what the thing means and this is what it doesn't mean. I found that same website, and just below that, the guy says, I'm an atheist. The, your uh, interpretations about how it's a Christian song might be right, but I like to have this interpretation. <laughs> and he gives a different one. And and that's maybe the point, is that you know, you know can, if it gets vague enough, it can go all these kind of different directions. But what, what, one of the things we want to ask is, what did the author intend? That's right. the question we ask when we read the Scriptures. What did the author intend of it, both the the Holy Spirit and also the the prophet or the apostle writing the Scriptures? And so what? So we want to say the same that the, hey, the guys probably had something in mind when they when they wrote this, and uh, to see this as a song about struggling with being being a Christian and uh, having um, difficult times in the world, I think is not that far off. I mean, it seems like it in fact fits with the words, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I mean, again, so I'm I'm reading that now with that with that kind of perspective. I try desperately to run through the sand. And as I hold the water in the palm of my hand, because it's all that I have and it's all that I need, and the waves of the water mean nothing to me. So you have two different water things going on here. Apparently the water is supposed to represent God, so he's holding God in his hand, on the palm of his hand. And then the waves of the water mean nothing to him. Uh, so I don't know. It's 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 uh, still kind of confusing to me, but... Yeah, because I'm an addict. So it, it, that image is really quite something. So running through the desert with your hands cupped, trying to hold the water mm-hmm. and, trying, and running and trying not to spill it, you know, trying to carry it to someone else who's dying of thirst. or mm-hmm. But the water's sloshing over and it's sucked up by the sand as you go. And 
and I stand, and the the sand is slowing me down. The water's draining. I'm trying hard. Then he says, oh, "I'm just being dramatic." <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line in the song. I'm just being an, uh, dramatic. Uh, so that that actually gives you an opening. But one of the problems is, you know, the the contours of the conscience and the emotions and the ups and downs of the conscience are difficult to navigate for any of us, and uh, and they get overblown. You know, the the state that we are in always seems so much worse to us than to the people around us. And the songs kind of capture that, and they sort of overblow this, the the kind of emotional realities that we're living in. And so it's nice to just say, ah. That's probably too dramatic. Yeah. I'm just having a tough time. Probably a good thing to remember. Well, that's going to be all the time we have. If you have a, again, if you, if you have a song, I can't believe it. email it over to us, questions at tabletalkradio.org, because we do want to continue to try and work through these songs. Not that we were that successful in working through them today, but we'll continue to try. Uh, also, if you have any other comments or questions, 1-800-385-SOLA. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like all the righteous deeds of the judges. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio your buzzword? is not for everyone. Yeah. Please consult your pastor. You're going to 500 points for Talk Radio. For getting I'll give you 500 points for the points you earned earlier. With chronic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, alopecia, lung cancer, brain tumors. Awarding you your own. That's like Daniel who wanted to post something on Craigslist and then buy it from himself, and then he thought, then I'd have the money and the thing. Excellent.